What's up, everybody? Michael Johnson here with the Business Choreography Podcast, and we have a very special treat for you today because we have our good friend Jeff back on the podcast for part two because we stopped the last one and then we got off air and we kept talking and we were like, oh my gosh, we have got to share this with you. We want to make sure that you get the full perspective and and get the full benefit of all of his wisdom. So I'm going to cue the intro and we're going to jump back in and we're going to get back into the guts of it all. So hang tight. Let's do it. Listen, there's a lot to learn when growing and scaling your business. That's why we created the Business Choreography Podcast, where we talk about choreographing your marketing, operations, and sales into dynamic systems that increase your revenue and your impact. We'll explore solid business principles and discuss all things that make businesses dance to success with clarity. We'll help you figure out where the holes are in your business and what you can do to fix them. Think of us as your official business choreographers, aka your insider growth strategists. Remember, your choreography matters. Welcome to the Business Choreography Podcast. Jeff, welcome back. Glad to be back, man. Looking forward to this. Absolutely. Man, I love, love, love when we can dig into some cool stuff that I know is going to help and that uh, people are going to love. And we got off air last time and it just was so obvious to me that we need to come back and keep the conversation going and, and keep talking about the subject. I think this is so impactful and it is so valuable for all of our owners and, and entrepreneurs out there. So, you know, let's, let's kind of get things going again. I know we, we definitely need to talk about story alignment as we go, but I want to give you a chance to sort of get us back in again and tee us up for getting back to that. We were talking about a master story and and some of those frameworks that you had given us last time. And so lead the way. Lead the sure. way. Well, so if if you have not heard that first part, which oh, yeah. you totally should, uh, go back and listen to that because we, uh, we, we laid out the foundation of what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, if you, if we're just getting to know each other, my name is Jeff Barch, and uh, among many other things, I'll get into I'll, I'll get into some of the things that I'm into. But uh, the way I want to start today is to talk about putting my kids to bed. Uh, that's one of the cool things that I get to do every night, uh, especially since COVID. I absolutely love that. And uh, my seven-year-old son looks up at me the other night and says, "Hey, Dad, look at that streamer." hanging on the wall in the corner of the room. He said, that looks like the letter W. And so uh, I, I was thinking about this is what kids do. Kids do that a lot. They say, hey, look, I'm just learning about the world. I'm seeing all these new experiences and my brain is putting things together. And they say, this is like this. And uh, that is really the foundation of what creativity is. And, you know, we, they create, we create mental connections between things. And when we look backwards at our lives, we can all do the exact same thing to figure out what the core value is behind what we love, things that we're good at, things that drive us and all that stuff. So for myself, one of the ways that this has shown up over my life is um, when I was, uh, when I was in elementary school, I was a kid who spent hours and hours and hours playing with Legos by myself. And so I would just sit in the middle of 
the living room or I would just go into my room or down the basement or whatever and just completely lose track of time. Working with all these tiny little pieces and uh, especially when I got a little older and I was able to do the technique, Lego technique sets with all the gears and the pulleys and the motors and stuff, I ended up putting together all kinds of crazy stuff that I made up from scratch. Uh, I, I put together a helicopter that was almost as long as my arm and the big rotor up top spun and the rotor at the back spun at the same time. I built a, a freight truck that had its own transmission. It had first, second, third, and fourth gear and neutral and reverse. And so I was all geeking about this, this stuff. And it took me years to realize after I spent years and years learning about music, media production, video production, radio, television, and now within the last years, online content, business building, marketing, putting all these things together. I, that's, that's really the core behind a lot of what I've done, especially in my time in Los Angeles, shaping TV content for ABC and NBC and Universal and Disney and Apple and all these folks is taking all these elements and putting them together in unique and creative ways. And my goal with this conversation is to spark some ideas that might help you to do the same thing. And the core of what we want to start with is just a reminder of what we talked about in part one, the idea of what is a story and that there are so there are a ridiculous number of layers beyond just verbally telling a story. Right. And so the idea of where, where we start is the idea of what I call the master story framework, a definition of what a story is. And so we say that a story is where a character wants something, overcomes obstacles to get it, and experiences change as a result. It's three steps a character, obstacles, and change. So that right there is the foundational building block of what any story is. And then when it comes to business, you start, there, there, are, there are additional ways that we can start adding layers onto that. So one of the things that my clients and I talk about is the idea of story alignment. So you have the idea of stories, but at any given moment, there is always more than one story line happening at once. As business owners, we have our own personal storyline, but when we have, when we start adding more storylines, as in, for instance, what is the storyline of our business? What is the character of the business? What does the business want? What's getting in the op what are obstacles getting in the business's way? What are what's the change that needs to happen or wants to happen? Uh, you have an additional layer of complexity. And it gets more and more complicated the more layers you add until you get to the point where you have your story, your business's story, you have the story of your audience, a critical story that you need to know at all times then, but if you have, but if you're a business owner, you always will have more storylines than that. You will also have, if you put content on a platform that you don't own social media platform or whatever, 
you have the platform as a character. They have their own obstacles. They have their own desires. You have employees. You have team members. If you're larger, you might have investors. You might have a board. You might have vendors and stakeholders. So every single time you add an extra layer in, it gets more and more complex. And that is why, to be frank, you would be crazy to not talk to Michael and Lexi because they are the masters at saying, what are all these elements? What are all these obstacles? How can we shape these obstacles, these storylines, and choreograph them into a place where everyone gets what they want? So that's the, that's the starting point for all this. It seems as though the challenge is thinking about those storylines and, and figuring out the intersection. I know that, that Lexi and I have spent a number of years going back and forth. And as we build each of the storylines that we have, trying to figure out how they intersect and how they actually come together to make sense and not be inauthentic or or telling the storylines as we sometimes do makes them larger than life and the fish gets this big when really it was this big. Uh, how do you go about keeping those in order and, and making sure that they stay true to your timeline and, and authentic? You know what? Let's dig into that question a little bit more. Uh, could, you, could you do me a favor and just restate that question for me? Yeah. As we've gone through the years, we've had a lot of storylines and oftentimes we try to put them together. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can see in hindsight that they don't fit in a chronological order, but, but we're trying to tell all of those stories and how they, how they uh, work together, but we want to stay authentic. We don't want to not tell the truth about those stories, but sometimes hindsight, you know, you learn a lot about what happened along the way uh, and they don't, they don't uh, work together. It seems like, so how do you do that? How do you get them to work together and, and keep them authentic and, and not, misleading, I guess. Well, I would say that from, from what I'm hearing you saying, and, and by the way, this is, uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this because I don't get to talk about this, uh, <laughs> at, you know, this conceptually with many other people. So right. let's, let's, let's keep bopping back and forth here. So from what I hear you saying, it sounds like you might be thinking of telling a story in terms of projecting a reality that may or may not match up no, projecting a story that may or may not match up with reality. And in that sense, if it doesn't match up with reality, it, it could come across as inauthentic. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So the cool thing is there is always a truth of what's happening at any given moment. And the question, the, the, the question that you ask is, uh, it, it, you go, you go back to the foundational questions of who are the characters? What do they want? What's getting in the way? And this is even before you present a story or you put a story out into the world. This is, you know, this is not the concept of putting a message out to a, to a second or third party. This is the idea of understanding what is 
the idea of we are not just telling stories. All of us are living stories every moment of every day. If you think of your business as a character, your business has a story. So for instance, just say, okay, so what, who, what is the business? What does the business want? Just in, in sheer conceptual, conceptual terms, a business is an entity that wants to sustain itself. How does a business sustain itself? By bringing in more, uh, by bringing in more resources than it puts out. Most times that those resources coming in are measured in the form of money. Right. That is not the only currency that business exchanges. You have the exchange of goodwill. You have the exchange of customer experience, all that kind of a thing. So when you think about what the business wants, it wants to keep doing what it's doing. Right. And uh, assuming, well, say for the sake of conversation, that you are the business owner and you want you also want the business to continue and you say you want the business to grow, then that's something that can line up with what the business wants. And so you say, what is keeping this business from getting what it wants? What is keeping the business from growing? Well, if you don't have anything to sell, that's obstacle number one. If you do have something to sell, that's, you know, the, the next question is, is, is the offer, do you have an offer and is it converting? Um, if you, then if you have an, an offer, the question is, okay, well, are there, if it's not converting, then you back up and you say, why might that be? Well, do you have people that you're putting the offer in front of? Yes. Okay. Then is the offer really working? Right. You know, you know, so it's just, you start that that's when you start drilling down the things that you guys do all the time. Right. So this is not necessarily the idea of, hey, let me tell you the story of my business. This is more of a foundational, existential kind of understanding of who the characters are, what they want, what's getting in the way. And that question that you keep coming back to, is this entity getting what it wants? Right. So does that, does that, it, does that uh, yeah. I th move things away from, because in, in, in those kind of questions, it doesn't feel to me like there needs to be any risk of inauthenticity. Right. I love that. And I think that's huge because it's, it's a, an important element that we hear often in talking with businesses is that the owners, they, they just want to be true to who they are, what they do and where they came from and they don't want to mislead people. And I think that's, that's important. And I, I really felt strongly about talking about alignment today and jumping back on again, because I think there's a lot that goes with that alignment. What, what do you think is the line? Cause something you said in there kind of triggered the next question I have, which is in not, when we're talking about the business, I think a lot of owners have a hard time telling the story about the business and making it interesting and making it authentic. Like, oh, if they're telling a story about going fishing, they can do that. But when they start to tell the story about their business, all of a sudden it gets dry and stale and cold. And, and now it doesn't have the impact that I think we all wish it did. 
but it's because they start talking about the business, right? So what what's your advice in creating that alignment between the story of the business and the stories that they know, maybe know how to tell about their life? The number one way to find humanity in the story of your business is to find the humanity of the people your business serves. So you talk to your audience and you say, who is your audience? What do they want? What's keeping them from getting it? How does the business help them get that? Right. And so when you, when you do that, you get the opportunity to take that framework that we talked about in part one of this conversation and you say before, twist, after. Ingredients, specific character, specific moment, genuine emotion. And you say, okay, let's talk about how this business affects the lives of the people that it serves through its product or service in that focused moment of that one character, one, you know, of, of that specific moment with the character and the emotion. That's how you get people listening because you're talking about people. And the people listening are also people who have probably, if they are in your target market, they've probably had similar circumstances as the individual in the story that you're telling, you know, assuming that they're in your ideal target market. Right. And that is how you get people to care because you say, this is what it was like for this character before. This is what happened, i.e. nine out of 10 times, it's going to involve an introduction of your product or service into that equation. And it changed things for your audience, uh, for, for that specific member. And that's what we want to offer to you. We want to see you have this change in your life. So you're no longer talking about a soulless business. You're not talking about widgets. You're not talking about random services. You're talking about change in people's lives and you're attaching that to the message of your business. Wow. I love that. And I, you know, that it, it's really refreshing to hear you talk about it in and make it easy uh, because I feel like it's so easy to make this all convoluted and twisted on itself. And all of a sudden, yes. Like, and, and especially when you've, even heard or remotely heard, like we talked about in the last episode about the hero's journey and all these things. And it's like, all of a sudden you dig into all of that. And with these cool frameworks, it, it's, it's simplifying it to a place where you can actually get in and get started. I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, you, you reminded us of that framework, the before the twist and the after, and you said something that was really, really, I think, uh, potent. And it was about the twist. And you said nine times out of 10, the twist is about your solution. I think that's what you said. Can we talk a little mm -hmm. bit more about that, the twist side of things? Because I think when people think of a twist in a story, oftentimes it's about, oh, I was watching Mission Impossible and, oh, it turns out that the main good guy was really the bad guy. Right. You know, that was the twist. So mm -hmm. how can we how can we talk about the twist in, in relationship to what you were saying? Let's dig into that just a little bit. Sure. So uh, a slight moment, I will only subject you to a slight moment of film school snobbery. All right. Uh, if you want to, yeah, I, I use the term twist just for something that is 
easily accessible. If you're talking about three-act structure, what people understand as three-act structure, there is almost always something that kicks off the action. It usually happens within the first 10 minutes of any movie, and it's known as the inciting incident. So really, the inciting incident may or may not be where you introduce, no, I, you know, I'm just, uh, FYI, I'm a bit of a verbal processor, so I'm thinking out loud here as I go. The inciting incident is more likely to be attached to your audience member's realization or, or, or awareness of the problem in their life. Right. And that raises conflict. And they they struggle and they go and they go and they go. They try this, it doesn't work. They try this, it doesn't work. And if you're doing this within a three-act structure, it gets the, the obstacles get harder and harder and they struggle and struggle until they fail to the point where it believe they you, it, it's the, the point of no return. It looks like everything is lost. All is lost. The universe is going to go up in a ball of flames. All it, it's just, it, it just give up already. And right. that is when they have someone come alongside them known as the guide. So right. if you're thinking in Star Wars terms, it's Yoda. Right. You want to be Yoda. You are not, we as business owners are not Yoda. We, we are not Luke Skywalker. We are Yoda. We are the guides who come alongside to help by offering our wisdom or our product or our service. And so that is how you get, uh, th th that is how the twist, that, you know, that, that's what would correspond thematically to that idea of twist in the before twist after thing. Right. I love that. And so clear, so clear. So what, you know, with, with story becoming much more prevalent, I mean, it's mm -hmm. still not enough. I, I still see people trying to sell their stuff without any kind of story or any kind of background. Uh, and we, we've discussed a little bit about the challenges of doing that, but with story becoming so much more prevalent, I have often come across owners that will tell me, I don't, I don't want to do that at the beginning of my webinar or my web class. I don't want to tell any stories. I just want to get into the meat of what it is that we're doing. I have always kind of looked at it as a disservice to their clients, to the people that they're serving. But what would you say about not telling their stories and not taking the time to get that prepped and ready to go? Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Well, the number one thing to remember, and this and this could end up being a bit of a plot twist in the minds of people hearing this, <laughs> it is entirely possible to understand and use story structure without ever telling a single story. And that is why marketing works in the first place. You know, marketing has, has existed for millennia, you know, for as long as human, human interaction has happened. They say, hey, you have a problem? I have a thing that can fix it. Come check this out. Here's my thing. Do you want my thing? Yes. Here's what it costs. I will trade you my thing for a goat, you know, whatever <laughs> back in barter days. So right. you, so you, that, but what I just described there is a story. 
it right. is the story of the audience of the target uh, of the target market. They are a character who wants something. Right. You know, they they want they, more than anything. This man living ten thousand years ago, more than anything, he just wanted some goat milk, and he just he didn't own a goat, and he didn't know anyone that that had any. And randomly, he goes to a local village and he said, and he finds the guy who's willing to sell him a goat. He finds something that he's willing to trade. And the man goes home with his goat. And now he has goat milk and his life is fulfilled, you know? So, but, and, but that, that is the story of that man who wanted goat milk. Right. And his obstacle was he couldn't get it. He didn't have anything. So that, that, you know, so he worked to overcome that obstacle. So in, in the context of should you tell stories? in your presentations. The number one thing that we have to realize is this all is an existential plane of what is in terms of understanding these storylines moving at any given moment. So if you truly understand, as all excellent marketers do, if you truly understand what you're offering and how that interacts with the character and the desires and the obstacles of your market, you offering them what you have can actually be the solution to their story without you telling a single story yourself. Now, the reason that you might want to go beyond that is in a town, you know, in a world where only <laughs> one man had one goat, you know, <laughs> And goats are scarce. Well, then you can say, if you want a goat, you got to come to me. But ch chances are, in, uh, in, in today's world, whatever product or service we are selling, there is more than one option for people to say, okay, I see you have this thing. But the question now is, information is everywhere. Options are everywhere. So the, so the audience... Which is who, which, which uniformly everywhere is becoming more and more empowered by that information and those options. They say, why should I pick you? And why should I care? And that is why we need to tell stories. Right. Because stories, for, for however it's happened, we are hardwired. We are neurologically, chemically wired to experience specific reactions as listeners when we hear a well-told story. And, this, and, and the, those reactions involve us, among other things, feeling empathy, feeling understanding, feeling awareness, feeling attention, feeling warm, fuzzy feelings, however you want to term it. And the power of the storyteller the storyteller has the power to connect those things to whatever they decide to connect it to. So when the storyteller connects warm, fuzzy feelings or attention or awareness or understanding to a product or service, that is why you give your people a reason to say, this is why I should trust you. I feel like I trust you now. This is why I understand you now. This is now why I will buy your product or service. So, uh, does it, yeah, is it required that you tell a story every time you sell a thing? 
No, it is not. However, there are certain, you know, the bigger the ask, the higher the price point, the more important it is to answer those questions. Why should I pick you? And why should I care? Yeah. You said something there that, that was really cool. I've always thought that like, you know, picture is definitely worth a thousand words. There's no doubt about it. But I think a story is worth a million pictures. You know, it's you look at the the story can create that image and that direction that that person that you're talking to can go to. And like you said, they can they can see it how they want. And that's the cool part. And maybe even the difference between reading and going to the movies when you read, you know, I, I, my wife was talking about this the other day and reading Harry Potter, as opposed to watching the movies. Well, yeah. when she had originally read Harry Potter, she had envisioned the wraiths as something completely different than what they had pictured them as in the movie. And it, it sort of ruined it for her. Because yeah. she had this really incredible version of them in her mind. And I think that's so valuable because as you tell your story, you can really allow your listener that you are going to be the solution for to create and develop that picture, that movie in their head that really is best created in their head. And mm -hmm. I, there's so much value to that. There's huge, uh, huge repercussions of them being able to do that. And that leads me to the next question, which is how do you not give away too much about your story or how you're telling your story so that they can't actually fill in the blanks and they can't actually see it the way that they want to? Because I've, I feel like I've seen that with storytellers and sometimes that description is almost worse. Like they didn't leave any room for the, for the person listening to fill in the blanks with their version of it and their experience of what your story is. Yeah. I mean, there are times when, you know, there are times when it's actually more powerful, as you say, to read a book or to see a speaker on a stage and maybe they show up, they show one image up on a screen. But if that, but if that book gets turned into a movie, all of a sudden that movie does the job of what the reader's brains had been doing. Right. And it might do a good job. It might not. And if that speaker on the stage starts showing the actual images of everything that happened in their version of the story, they can actually end up damaging the impact of what they're saying, because it is short sheeting that co-creative process that right. that audience would be engaged in otherwise. Right. So it, it's something that you definitely need to be aware of. If you want to, you know, if you know, if you're selling something, for instance, and you know, if you're on a webinar or if you're in person and you're, you know, if, if you're making a sales presentation one-on-one -on -one in person or something like that, and you hold up a phone, you, you pick up some pictures of your phone and you say, Hey, this is what it was like before. And you know, this, and then this is a, this is a picture of the solution and how the solution works, but then put away your phone and say, this is what happened. This is what we got to do. This is how my life was, how my life changed. And 
leave that to the imagination of the listener. Because right. the whole point of this, the whole point of, you know, the, the whole point of the of, of this specific storytelling framework that we've been talking about in this part and this and part one, the whole point of that is it's storytelling compressed. It's like storytelling, like a beam of sunlight going through a magnifying glass, compressing that into sharp focus. And the reason that works is because of the specificity that engages the brain of the listener to say, I have experienced something like that. I've felt like something like that. I've wanted a change in my life like that, that this product or service could bring into my life. Well, heck, I'm going to buy this product or service and my life will be better. Right. And it's it's that focus that happens there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, holy cow. I mean, we could, I, I think we could jam on this for a long time and I would imagine that our listeners are also going to feel the same. And in light of that, let's remind them again of how they can get to you and how they could potentially work with you on their story and work with you on helping them tell the most epic version of what they're trying to get across so that they can help their people, their niche, their solution get to those people uh, how can they get to you and work with you? Remind them again. I know if they've listened to the last episode, they they uh, hopefully heard that. But let's let's get them connected again. Sure. The there is a place where the specifically for listeners of the Business Choreography Podcast, it is this one URL right here. It is storygreenlight.com/bc, as in business choreography. So storygreenlight.com/bc. And that has resources available, how to go further into telling stories and attaching that to what you do. And uh, also has some other resources in terms of how to keep the conversation going. Awesome. I love that. Such a, a great opportunity. I am so honored and privileged that you are willing to come back and continue to share your knowledge and expertise. Uh, it's always, always a pleasure. Uh, I know my audience uh, will appreciate it greatly, and I certainly do as well. Thank you so much for joining us again, uh, and uh, it was fun. This is this is great fun. Always good to hang out with you, man. And always remember, the whole point of story is about a character wanting something, overcoming obstacles, and experiencing that change. We're right. all looking for change in our lives, and when we use these things well we can bring change into the world. And I can think of very few things that are more honorable and world changing than that. Absolutely. Let's make a change guys. Go visit that website and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Want more business choreography? Check out our website at bizchoreo.com to find out more. And find out how the choreography for your marketing operations and sales can raise your revenue and create more impact. Remember, every business needs choreography.